The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. The issue of abortion today is politically polarized, but it wasn't always that way, including in Virginia. Megan Pauley spoke with a historian about the abortion issue prior to Roe v. Wade. Daniel Williams is a history professor at the University of West Georgia, where he studies American religion and politics. In the late 1960s and early 70s, he says, abortion was not a politically partisan issue. It was a debate that fell much more heavily along religious lines. Before Roe v. Wade, Williams says there was political support from both Republicans and Democrats to legalize certain abortions. In fact, that's what happened in Virginia, where state lawmakers legalized abortion in 1970 for a handful of scenarios, including for cases of rape and incest, and when the mother's physical or mental health was at risk. But that didn't mean Virginia lawmakers all supported Roe v. Wade. I mean, in general, Roe was unpopular in the South. No no Southern state had approved the legalization of elective abortions, unlike, say, New York and Washington State and and Alaska and Hawaii, which had done so before Roe. Following the landmark ruling in 1973, Virginia lawmakers ignored calls from the state attorney general to align state law with the Supreme Court's decision for two years. Megan Pauley, VPM News. State officials say more than 4,500 people housed in Virginia prisons are scheduled to be released early this summer. A new state law that takes effect in July expands a program that allows some people to shorten their sentences. They can now earn up to 15 days off for every 30 days they're confined if they exhibit good behavior and take part in prison rehabilitation programs. Many victim advocates and Republican lawmakers opposed the change. Supporters cited national studies that show expanding these programs reduces recidivism. State regulators are reviewing Dominion Energy's proposal for its long-touted coastal Virginia offshore wind project. As Patrick Larson reports, several stakeholders are concerned Virginia ratepayers could be left footing a larger-than-expected bill. Virginia law requires Dominion Energy to substantially invest in offshore wind, and this project would cover about half of what the utility company needs. Representatives of the Attorney General's Office, Walmart, and Clean Virginia, the millionaire-funded anti-Dominion advocacy group, support the plan, but they say it leaves ratepayers unprotected. They told regulators on Tuesday that all potential cost increases for construction delays, supply chain issues, and more could appear in residential and commercial electric bills, with Dominion shareholders unaffected. But Dominion representatives say any change to customers' bills would have to be approved by regulators. Patrick Larson, VPM News. With the pandemic health emergency set to expire in the coming months, officials in Virginia are preparing for a major review of who receives Medicaid. As Ben Pavier reports, up to 400,000 people could lose coverage in the process. Back in March of 2020, Congress gave states extra money so they didn't kick anyone off Medicaid. Virginia added around 500,000 people to the program. 
Debbie Oswalt heads the Virginia Healthcare Foundation. This is the largest enrollment event in the history of Medicaid. State officials estimate between 280 and 400,000 Virginians could lose Medicaid coverage when the pandemic health emergency expires. Some people may have new jobs or higher incomes, but Oswalt is particularly concerned about Virginians who are still eligible but hard to reach. There are a lot of people who have no clue that they need to re-up, essentially. The state is already running ads to get the word out. State officials and advocates say they'll help people who lose coverage get connected to the federal marketplace to get insurance there. Ben Pavier, VPM News. The Virginia Department of Education has received nearly $1 million from the federal government to improve school meals. U.S. Representative Donald McEachin says the funding will help VDOE develop and retain school cafeteria workers by creating a training program. The state will also use the money to evaluate barriers to offering freshly prepared and culturally inclusive school meals. A new historic marker will be unveiled in Charlottesville tomorrow to commemorate the landmark court case that set the precedent for desegregating schools across the country. Gregory Swanson, a black lawyer from Danville, filed the lawsuit against the University of Virginia in 1950 after he was denied admission. After he won his lawsuit, Swanson became the first black student to attend UVA's law school. As CBS 19 reports, the marker is being placed outside of the Jefferson Madison Regional Library tomorrow afternoon. Part of the building houses the former federal courtroom where the case was heard. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at myvpm. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.